Hi everyone and welcome to round 15 of In League with the NRL. And what a week it has been, eh? The occasional close game between teams next to each other on the ladder. The odd complete thrashing of teams that must occasionally wonder if they are in the right sport. And another round of exasperated coaches trying to justify their positions, given they know that it is they who are facing the sack and not their underperforming rosters. Oh, and everyone's having a weekend off too next weekend, which is just a great thing for the NRL if they are looking to boost the profile of the AFL and the A-League. Anyway, enough of this intro. Let's get into today's episode of Thoughts from the Metal Cabin. Now, here is the weekly wrap-up. Oh, yes. The weekend wrap, indeed. What a fabulous round of football it was if you really couldn't be bothered watching rugby league because, well, there was games that had nothing and nothing in the middle, unfortunately, for anyone. Um, let's have a look at the three. The three There were three close games, uh, not Contests, I would say. I would just say that all well, all three games involved teams that were clustered in that that desperate fight for the one or two finals positions in September, where whoever gets in will get to delay their Mad Monday by exactly one week. So there were three games that finished in that way: the Cowboys and the Sharks up there in North Queensland. Cowboys fell short in their very late run to come home. 24-26, to 26, Sharks got home. Uh, and there was nothing inspiring about that game at all. Uh, Cowboys should have won. Knights and the Warriors, 10-6 in the wet and the wind at Newcastle. There's another game that just inspired nothing. And then the Dragons and the Raiders at Wynn Stadium was uh, a tale of two halves almost. And uh, I guess if the Dragons had someone who could kick goals, it would have been much easier for them, but Dragons got away with a win there, 22-20, to 20, and I don't know who would have thought that after last weekend's performances. Yeah, the Dragons were so dreadful against Canterbury the week before, and the Raiders, you know, they weren't great against the Broncos, but they won and won fairly convincingly. You couldn't possibly believe that this was going to be the result of this game. Just ridiculous. Anyway, let's have a laugh at these other games. Uh, the Panthers played the Roosters. Yes, they did. <laughs> and the Panthers won this game 38-12. to Now, the Roosters led 12-0 after about two and a half minutes, or that's what it felt like. And you could feel all the feathers up and everywhere around the place, and they were jumping out of their skin. Then they lost a man to the sin bin, and suddenly the game was even again. And the Panthers then ended up leading 22-12 at halftime, before eventually running out 38 to 12 winners. Roosters were overwhelmed, they were outplayed, and I've got to say, some of this outrage that we get on social media, and it's, you know, 
some would say that it's a small proportion of rooster supporters, all right, who go on like this. It's it's at, you know, I would say two hundred thousand of the rooster supporters carry on like this. Seriously. And some people don't like it. Some call me biased when I speak about the roosters this way. Some people actually think I'm biased against the roosters. No, 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 no. No, I'm very very willing to watch the Roosters back in the 80s when I didn't care and they didn't have the money they have now because they didn't have someone supporting them from City Ford. But let's, there was so much talk over the previous two weeks about, ah, oh, the Panthers pretenders, you know, they lost two games in a row against two lower teams and complaining because they couldn't win without their origin players. All the Roosters have had to do it for years, win without origin players. And then the Roosters played them and neither team was completely full strength, but the Panthers just smashed them. But now suddenly, oh, no, but the Roosters, we're missing half our team. We've had three medical retirements. Woe is us. Oh, my God. Seriously, any other team in the comp, except maybe the Storm, who loses the amount of players that the Roosters don't have playing currently for them in their first-grade team, they're not winning any games. They're in the bottom half of the ladder. So do you want to tell me, how the Roosters are still in fifth spot and still competitive? I mean, it's not a salary cap issue at all, is it? You know, we're not just finding ways to pay players to keep coming to our club so we can make sure that we've got enough players to cover a, a team that might be out. No, Roosters wouldn't do that. No. Is anyone else getting sick of the Broncos being on free-to-air TV? I don't care. I don't watch free-to-air TV. But if I only had free-to-air TV and I had to watch the Broncos every week, it'd be ridiculous. The easiest thing about last weekend's round was the Broncos played the Rabbitohs on Thursday night. It was the easiest decision in the world not to watch rugby league on Thursday night. And I didn't. And the Rabbitohs won 46-0. And I could tell you pretty much nothing about it. I could probably tell you that the Broncos were probably woeful again and that Kevy Walters probably lost his nut in the dressing room again, and Channel 9 would have had the cameras in there focusing all on that. But seriously, enough of the Broncos in these supposedly prime time. Well, keep playing them on Thursday nights, then I don't have to worry about losing sleep on a Thursday night. I'd have to say, records just kept going then, and you had to say the storm against the Tigers. It had to be the funniest first half of football for years, I would have thought. I mean... The fact that it was only 40 nil at half time and only a point, I mean, I think the Storm underperformed there. I mean, because they really looked like they were going to be about 60 nil up. And I remember a game, it's a long time ago in the 90s, 1995, and I can't remember, I think it was at St. George Manly or, or Canterbury might have been involved, but one of those teams looked like they were going to score 100 that day. And that's the only other game I remember where I thought to myself, huh, they're going to score 100 tonight. And I thought the Storm were going to do it until they stopped. And then, you know, only one by 50 in the long run. Only one by 50 points. I reckon Bellamy would have gone off in the dressing rooms after that. Just, you know, the fact that they only won the second half 26-16. The Tigers, um, where do you go from here? They were up and jumping a couple of weeks ago after beating teams and thinking they were going to be, you know, the Bees' knees, beating Penrith and whatever. Yeah, they've got some problems, haven't they? Sunday's games were interesting too. Um, the Bulldogs looked really good in the first half against Para, and then a penalty try. Heavens to Betsy, a penalty try was awarded, and it was pretty hopeless in the whole thing, losing the ball, and then 
having Moses get the ball, trying to kick through, and then bugger me, just you know, tackling him. What what was going on there? What was he thinking? I know it's instinct, but holy dooly, the whole game changes from that point. It was ridiculous that that penalty try and then the lost ball and then um, Paris scoring in not long after changes the whole game. And the Bulldogs again. They played really well. They're they're an excellent 25-minute team, the Bulldogs, this season. They've been terrific. And in the 25 minutes that they actually played this game, they were all over the Eels and looked a better team. And then the 25 minutes was up, and unfortunately, there was still 55 minutes to play. Bit of a shame, that, really. Uh, And I'm sure all the Eels knockers are still out there just saying, oh, yeah, but they won because of this or they won because of that. It's funny how Parramatta only ever seem to win because of something that's happened, whatever it is, whether it's a referee's decision or players are out in the other team or whatever it is. Yeah, okay, all good. I do think, though, that it was interesting with that penalty try, though, because the same sort of thing happened in the Dragons game. Now, did anyone else see this, where the Dragons winger was going flying down the wing to try and get to the ball and got completely taken out by a defender who was not looking at the ball at all. All he was trying to do was run the guy off the ball, ended up taking him out almost completely, and there was no penalty try, there was no sin bidding, and there was only a penalty. So what happened there? That was ludicrous. Anyway, didn't matter. Dragons got up, so they were happy. And then Sunday's game, well, I don't know. Did, did anyone watch Sunday's game? Because I did, and I still can't believe what I watched. So the Titans play the Sea Eagles. It's up there on the Gold Coast. Now, last week, the Titans had didn't play for 60 minutes, suddenly decided to play for 15 minutes, and almost got up and beat the Roosters. So the 15 minutes of football was pretty good last week. Well, this week, they played in the first half, and they went out to a 24-8 to half-time lead. And... Should have been more. I mean, uh, uh, Jamal Fogarty only kicked two from five, so it could have been 30 to eight. And uh, the Seagulls, only two tries have been scored by Turbo Tom. And you thought to yourself at halftime, well, what's going to happen here? I thought, and I must admit, like last week's game against the Gold Coast, and I thought to myself, oh, well, at halftime, I was about to can them for the season, and then they made their comeback. And this week, I thought, oh, well, maybe they are coming back. And then they stopped, and they didn't score another point, and Manly scored 48 points to nothing in the second half, <laughs> and 156 to 24. Holy crap, what was going on there? What happened to the Titans? They just stopped. They didn't defend. They didn't run. They didn't have the ball. But oh my goodness, if you were a Titan supporter there, and you'd sort of Turned off the TV at halftime thinking, oh, we're going all right. And you walked out, you know, to make yourself a cup of tea or go out and do some gardening or mow the lawn or whatever and come back in. You'd say, oh, what happened? This is the next game or something. Holy dooly. Anyway, another game where just one team piled on the points. So there's 48 to nothing there to the Seagulls in one half there. The Storm scored 40 in the first half against the Tigers. Um, teams were just scoring hundreds and hundreds of points. And there was some promotion, I think, it might have been Sportsbet, I could be wrong, who were paying a 1000 bucks a try for this weekend to some charity. Man, they had to pay through the nose this week. They picked the wrong week to put that promotion on. And now, here's this week's Talking Point. Now, you and I have spoken about this before, and we're going to speak about it again, because coming up this weekend... It's the origin round. Origin number two. 
And I know everyone's excited about Origin as I am. Yes, I did you hear crickets? I did. Um, but that's what we've got this weekend is an absolute anomaly. I use the word absolute far too much sometimes. But the anomaly of this week, of this coming week in rugby league, where there are no NRL games on at all, none. There are two games on. There is the Women's State of Origin game, the one-off game that they have on the Friday night, and then there is the Men's State of Origin game on Sunday night. There is no other rugby league on this weekend. What the hell is going on with that? Seriously, we have a situation where we're in the middle of the season, and the season's you know hotting up, and we have probably three tiers of our competition. There's only two teams, realistically, who can't make finals. So everyone is still involved. It doesn't matter who can win the grand final. There's probably only two of those. But all but two can still make finals and are still in the hunt. And now we're all having a week off. We're going cold. We're doing nothing. We're, well, we're watching the Women's State of Origin on Friday night. Sorry, no, probably not. We're not watching any football on Saturday, and there's nothing on Sunday until 8 o'clock on Sunday night when we're all going to work again on the Monday. Now, at least in New South Wales, I'm not even sure if this is true in Queensland, there's the public holiday, sorry, the school holidays. School holidays have started this weekend, so kids can actually stay up and watch this game, which... Yeah, without ruining everything for their parents. But those of us who have to go to work the next day, yes, my hands up, are thinking, we've got all weekend we could have been playing this game. We've got nothing on this weekend. Now, we'll come back to that, but you've got all weekend this game could be played any time before freaking 8 o'clock on Sunday night. And we'd be happy because then at least we have time to wind down and get ready for work on Monday. But no. We're going to play it at the very last minute. We can possibly put it on the whole weekend when the whole weekend's gone and expect everyone just to jump up and down and say, Hooray, Origin, Sunday night. <sighs> who who makes these decisions at the NRL? And yeah, I don't understand how they think this is going to work. I don't care. I know that all the decisions on this is made by Channel 9. I know it's all about advertising. You can't tell me that you're going to sell fantastic advertising on a Sunday night after, well, the first half, second half doesn't start till after nine. It's not like the old days in the, the wonderful 80s where we used to have the Sunday night movie and, you know, that's what you used to watch. You used to watch the rugby league from 6.30 till 8.30 on Sunday night and they'd have a, you know, they cut a little bit out of it so they could get their ads in and then you'd have the movie of the week. Well, that was fine. But now, every movie you want to watch, you can watch whenever you want it, which is a big thing. But State of Origin, we've got to watch at 8 o'clock or 8.10 or 8.20 or whatever time they finally start it. I think you're sensing my frustration at this. Not only... Well, the game's going to be on, so that's fine. And we'll get through that, Bill, please. Just calm yourself down. Okay, so that's what's going to happen. But... Isn't this a free kick for other sports? Isn't this a free kick to the AFL, who have a full round coming up? They've got through all their buy rounds now. 
So they've got nine games on this weekend, and there'll be nothing on after six o'clock on Sunday. So that means from uh, from Friday through to Sunday, if you want to watch footy, and if you want to watch rugby union, by all means, go for your life. But if you want to watch footy, you've got to watch the AFL this week. It's just it's a free pass. Everyone's going to be watching the Aussie rules. And not only that, you've got the A-League uh, Grand Final on as well, which is a great game, and I love watching the A-League Grand Final, but there's no competition there. And the NRL just expect that, you know, they're not going to lose people watching the game by not having anything on this weekend. People are going to be at a loss. I'm not really concerned about Thursday night or Friday night, but Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon, there are going to be people sitting around thinking, oh, what am I going to do now? There's no footy to watch. Oh, well, I'll turn it on the AFL. And if for whatever reason those AFL games show uh, brilliant games and they show, and people start thinking, oh, yeah, well, I'll watch this next week, then the NRL loses fans. I don't understand how in this day and age that you can play this game during winter, and there are 42,000 rounds and they don't need to be. Surely there's something else that they could have. Or surely you could, like split, split rounds, not the answer. Origin on the weekend is not the answer. Um, I know, I've been through this before with you and you've listened to me, you know, you sat there very quietly and just listened to me carry on many times when it comes to things like this. But you can't have a situation where you shouldn't be having split rounds either. I, again, the split round that we had for the first Origin game meant that there was only games on the Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, all 7.30, 8 o'clock starts. Uh, sorry, except the Sunday game, which was a 4 o'clock start in the afternoon. So there was no 2 o'clock game on Sunday. There was no 3 o'clock or 5 o'clock game on the Saturday. And they're really massive times for people like me to watch sport. And if there's nothing on there, well, I'm going to go try and find something else. Fox Footy have got their own channel. The Rugby League have got their own channel on Fox. And this weekend, guess what they're showing? They're showing the top 50 State of Origin matches of all time. Now, I can tell you from experience, having watched pretty much every single one of them except for the last couple of years where I've started not watching them, you're going to be hard-pressed to find 50 brilliant State of Origin games. I don't care what anyone says. They might be hard and they might be close, but that doesn't make them great. That doesn't make them entertaining. And personally, I'm sick of watching Queensland win it. So, yes, in conclusion, NRL, do better. There's got to be some way to get around this. It has to be. Surely we don't have a situation in this day and age where everyone wants live sport, everyone wants to watch sport as it happens, but if it's not happening on the weekend, you're going to have to find something else. But what's happening next week? Well, that's the point. There's nothing on next weekend. It's a desolate wasteland in two states and a one city in New Zealand and a city in Victoria. And then the only places rugby league seems to be played in Oceania or Australiana or whatever you want to call it. Most of the players get the whole week off, which usually means the inner city of Pokies Dungeons get an absolute whacking. Well, no doubt there'll be the usual two or three players who get caught out with you know by either punching a cop or having a domestic with the girlfriend or basically just writing themselves off and trying to piss in their mouths. 
Anyway, we've been all over that. Let's not go there again. All right. Instead, let's have a look at the ladder, eh? So as has been the case for the last few weeks now, uh, the top five have cleared away from everybody. Storm and the Panthers still out there on top on 26 points. Uh, the Eels and the Rabbitohs on their heels on 24 points. And the Roosters sitting there comfortably in fifth spot on 20 points. So the Eagles are catching them, though. They're only a game behind now on 18 points. And that's your top six. Then you have a massive gathering of teams from 7th down to 14th. So in equal 7th, we have three teams, the Dragons and the Sharks, both on 14 points, and so are the Cowboys. How the hell have the Sharks gotten into 8th spot on 14 points? I think they've won four in a row now. My word, I, I can't see how they're winning games. Are they playing also rounds? Really? I don't know. <laughs> anyway... They're in eighth spot on percentage. Who would have thought? Not me. But then again, who would have thought the Seagulls would be up there after losing three of their first four or four of their first five, whatever it was. Some amazing stories this season. On 12 points from 10th down to 12th, we've got uh, the Raiders, the Warriors, and the Knights. And so they're all three of them are a game out of seventh spot and a percentage then will play a part. But... Does anyone really think that, I mean, the Raiders should have beaten, you would have thought should have beaten the Dragons. The Warriors probably should have won their game. The Knights did win their game to get the 12. I don't know that any of those teams are really in the hunt to make the finals, but you know, there's so many weeks left, and you're, when you're only a game behind, you can actually do it. But the Raiders are, are five wins and nine losses this season. The team who is in eighth spot at the moment, the Sharks, have only got six wins and eight losses, and the Dragons have got seven wins and eight losses. So the teams in seventh and eighth currently have a losing record, and yet they're in a final spot. That's a bad look for the competition, and I think it's beginning to show why you need to have two divisions because it's just a bad look if you're going to have teams with a losing record looking like they can play finals. Anyway, we've been down that track too. Uh on 10 points, the Titans and the Tigers, you can put a line through them, honestly. Even though they're only two games out of finals, they both have got nothing. <laughs> and the Bulldogs are on six, and the Broncos are on six. Uh, the Broncos have won three games, and the Bulldogs have only won two, but they've had their bye. So that, and on percentage, they're still in front. But uh, who knows, in a couple of weeks, the Broncos might squeeze their way back into 15th. Alrighty, thanks for putting up with me once again, rambling on about uh, certain things in the NRL, which may be of some interest to you, and perhaps you think completely differently. Anyway, I don't even know what I'm going to do next week. Talk about origin, talk about divisions, talk about lost weekends for the NRL. I don't know, something will come up, won't it? Someone will punch someone and I'll get to talk about that. Anyway, thanks for tuning in and uh, hope you'll come back again for another episode down the track of Thoughts from the Metal Cabin.